0: What the? Mike, did you pick this? What? Hey, welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. I'm Dr. Michael Tarian. And I'm Scott Lieb. We're two friends who are
1: following Jesus into the joys and challenges of everyday life.
0: You did have some ideas about what you wanted to talk about, right? Or... Well, yes. I, uh, I, I realized that we have done, what, six? episodes on challenges, but we really haven't talked about joys. Mm, because we are about bringing Jesus into the joys and challenges of everyday life. Yes. To quote ourselves. So I thought it would be fun to talk about, um, well, I guess let me, let me preface the topic by saying that with everything that's been going on uh, in Israel this week, but also in Ukraine, I find myself uh, waking up in the morning and being extremely grateful that I can get up in the morning and go have a cup of coffee and take a shower. And I'm not worrying about a rocket blowing my house up. Mm. And that's, I, I mean that with all sincerity. And, you know, when it, I find that if I'm paying attention to what's going on in the world, it puts into a very sharp focus for me all of the things that are so easy to take for granted and overlook uh, the many little blessings that surround us. Um, and so I, I, it's made me be uh, sort of pondering and reflecting on how God uh, loves us in so many little ways. Hmm. And when, people are forced in a situation where God's blessing, you know, gets interfered with, you could say, by people with malicious intents to create suffering and harm. Um, that, that's just, it's tragic on so many levels. And so anyhow, it just makes me more uh, attentive and, 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 and aware of the fact that I need to pay attention very closely every day to all the little blessings that God, uh, so it's really in the little things that God blesses us, you know, so often we're looking for big things, but there's so many little things by which God tells us that life is good, that he loves us, but we can easily forget about those things, so um, anyhow, that was yeah. kind of the topic that I guess that's just been on my heart this week. So I thought, mm. well, maybe we can talk about that. No,
1: that's really good. Um, hopefully it, because we're focusing on joy and not challenges that this, this episode is not like seven minutes long. <laughs> um, no, I know it won't be, but, uh, yeah, it's, it is really good. I think, um, I think our lives, my life. Uh, those moments, the, the moments whenever I do, you know, so to speak, stop and smell the roses or to recognize the little ways that God is, is, is moving, blessing me. Um, those are, the, those are the greatest moments of my life. Those are the happiest moments. Those are the moments where I feel most, um, peace and yeah, just like a real contentment, like a real um, sense of confidence and security. Um, or, or just like, wow, like I'm, I, because I stopped and took advantage, it, it took the time to, to recognize those moments, like where my mind is blown, or where I feel like, wow, a sense of awe and wonder. And um, unfortunately, It's hard to do that it is because um, I think I can't imagine a world or what it would look like to be to live in a world where that is the that's what we do all the time. And it's okay, you know, because I feel like we live in a world where uh, you don't that's not rewarded or that's not promoted or that's not, um, you know, the norm. The norm is like, no, man, you got to you got to get stuff done and you got to put the nose to the grindstone and you got to um, produce and uh, taking time to recognize those things. No, that's that's like what that's what little kids do. That's not what grown adults do. And So it's hard as a grown adult, I think sometimes to stop and reflect on that or to stop in the moment and be present in the moment to those things that are beautiful. So that's what we're going to do, damn it. We're going to stop and we're going to do that. <laughs> and it's going to be a wonderful experience. So, <laughs> All right. <laughs> sounds. Good. Forget you, world.
0: This is what we're going to do yeah, right now yeah. for the next half hour or so. Yeah. No, I, I think it is good. And I one of the things I, I shared with you earlier was just that the, this connection between joy and, and Thanksgiving, mm. uh, because... I think when we are present and attentive to God's blessings, then we're full of gratitude. And when we feel thankful about something, that's joyful. And there's actually a real psychology under that because the, the feeling of joy is what we feel when we're in possession of a certain good that we desire. And so God's always blessing us with lots of things, but so often we're not attentive. And I think to the point you were just making... We live in a society at any rate, not that every society is like this, but our society is such that we're so driven always by the ambition towards outcomes and goals. We're always in pursuit of something. And, you know, like driving along the freeway in a hurry to get somewhere, you miss the scenery along the way. You don't really, you know, it's easy to just, uh, uh, allow time to pass without paying attention to anything that God might be doing in any given moment, because we're so blinded by our our fixation upon whatever that goal is, whatever that outcome is. I think just I'll say this: on the other side of things, again reflecting on what's going on right now in Israel, the other thing that people can be consumed by is just this sense of, "Am I going to survive?" <clears throat> And it's hard to appreciate God's blessings when you don't know if you're going to be alive at the end of the day or you don't know your future feels uncertain. And so here's the thing that I've I've really kind of realized is that the peace of God exists in the little things that he provides for us that we attend to. And, And our life is the aggregate of all of those little things. So when we sit down and have a meal with our family... That's a blessing that creates stability and security in our lives. Mm -hmm. When I get to wake up next to the person I vowed to spend my life with every single day, that's a blessing that creates a sense of security and stability. What happens is we become so distracted that we neglect those things. We don't, you know, I I know I do this. I don't pay attention uh, or I don't um, I don't appreciate moment to moment what a gift it is and what a blessing it is and there are so many little things like that that make the sum of a life and when you look around the world and you see all these other things going on it's like yeah somebody has robbed people of all of that Hmm. who knows how many years it'll be before these people will be able to get up and have breakfast and read the newspaper yeah. Go outside on their back porch and watch birds eat from their bird feeder. Like we, we can think, oh, these things are silly and trivial, but they're not. They're the things of which a good life is made. Yeah. So you know, I think I, you know, I, am just very aware of you know, there's just so many beautiful things around. Right. That, uh, so here's you know, a here's
1: this. a here's a question that I have, because um, I was in a situation where I was, uh, like, sharing. It was a prayer situation, and I was sharing my experience of that prayer. And my experience that I that I had in that prayer was one of incredible gratitude for for all these different things. That um, that in that moment, I really did recognize, "Wow, God, you are like you're really blessing. You're you're pouring out blessing on me." You know, I forget specifically what it was, but I think it might have been. You know, just the gratitude uh, for the direction that my my older children, especially, are are moving in. You know, and um, and I shared I shared the specifics of that, the the little things that they're involved in, the little things that they're doing, that show me that they're really pursuing this relationship with the Lord, like in a, in a really, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's it's awesome, like it's awesome. And I shared that and uh, some of the feedback I got afterward or even in that moment after I shared was, you know, it was kind of like uh, a caveat that somebody had offered in that share of like, well, you know, not not everybody, you know, is it's not going great for everybody. And it's like, yeah, it's OK. Like I, I was almost like shamed for <laughs> For sharing my joy and, and how how grateful I was for things like that, because not everybody's life is going great and not everybody's experiencing that. So, you know, like I I just, I had to tell myself interiorly, no, it's okay. It's okay to share. It's okay to share when things are going well. Like I don't, you know, I don't need to necessarily hold that in or to, to withhold that because other people are are in painful or situations of, oops, I don't know what that was, painful or situations of suffering, um, you know, that that that's okay. Is it okay? Like, I mean, you know, like you're sharing this thing about people in Israel probably are like, holy mackerel, how could I possibly see anything uh, of God's blessing in this? And it would be extremely difficult, right? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean And I feel first bad. of all there's you I, know life... I, should I feel bad for sharing mm-hmm. how? Well, I don't think so. Because first of all, life is a mixture of good things and hard things. And that's that's sort of by God's you know design, at least for the time. You know, when we go to heaven, it won't be like that anymore. Yeah. But we learn from the hard times. But but we also have to learn how to pay attention to and rejoice in the little ways in which good, you know, those little moments of blessing are like little sacraments of God's love and God's goodness. And, you know, maybe as parents, someone's going through a season of challenge with their, their children. But then down the road they might there might be a really wonderful breakthrough and you might be in a difficult spot Mm. so you know i I, paul tells us that we should rejoice when at people's rejoicing and we and when people are sad we can we can feel sad with them Mm. i think part of our part of what we can do is be with each other in those moments and 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 let's face it when someone's rejoicing not bragging but rejoicing and really and really giving gratitude and glory to god for these blessings it lifts everybody's spirits yeah you know and likewise you know when when we're all struggling when when someone's struggling and we and we're there with a person sometimes i can that can bring our way our hearts down a little bit but that's just part of human life like we, we need to be with each other in those things so we need to be with each other in those moments of rejoicing and, and we also just have to pay attention because there might be a lot more blessings happening around us that we're blind to. We just don't mm. see yeah. because we're looking for big things and we're not looking for the little. We're not looking at the little things. And that's kind of, the, I guess, the point I'm trying to stress is is that gratitude is really paying attention. is experienced when we see the little things that God does. They're very quiet, very subtle. Yeah. But they're really powerful and beautiful. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to know, like, I think it would be fun to like, what are the things that you're, what are things that, what are the little blessings of your life and mm. what are the things that you feel grateful for and you, you rejoice in? Um, yeah. Wow.
1: First of all, okay. Remind me to answer that question. But when you were, when you were talking I just, you know, the the scripture and I'm, I'm not good at quoting directly, but be prepared to give a reason for your hope, you know, like or for your joy. And so I, you know, I like that. I do. I want to, you know, it it means that I, I do need to take the time to reflect, to be present in a moment. And, you know, when somebody is like, why are you so happy in the midst of, you know, your bungalow burning down <laughs> in uh in Panama that I can be like, well, this is why, you know, like there, there's reasons for that. Um, So yeah, the little, the little things, as I said before, I'm, I, my, my teenagers, the prospect of teenage and and adult children, especially because I've, I've worked so long in, in sort of parish environments, you meet a lot of people. And, and I did a lot of young adult ministry and, and even worked with adults. And the stories that you hear time and time again are like, my kid doesn't practice the faith. And, you know, they, they're really heartbroken over that. And it's, you know, all you can do, it's hard to have like any sort of concrete answers. So, you know, all you do is pray with those people and try to, try to get the, them to experience the Lord's consolation in their own hearts over that situation. And, um, but the one, you know, the one thing that I feel like the Lord has been really doing so far is just moving in the hearts of my, my teenager and adult children. I have a 21 year old daughter and a 19 year old daughter and a very, uh, today actually a 17 year old daughter. and. Um, So happy birthday, Flora. So, um, yep, the flow. And, uh, so anyway, they're, they're all, uh, exhibiting like really, um, great, very encouraging lived relationships with the Lord. Like, um, Grace, my oldest daughter, is at, is at a college. She's at a quote unquote Catholic college they don't do too much to foster um the catholic identity in their students or to to really like immerse them in that and celebrate it so she's really had to she's really had to try to foster that on her own um and she's done it i think she's done a really good job like she's she's really involved in the fellowship of christian athletes and she loves being a part of that she loves um she goes to, uh, she goes to, you know, get the Eucharist every Sunday at a mass. But in the meantime, she, you know, her her roommate, one of her roommates, goes to a pretty dynamic non-denominational church uh, in that area, and she goes with her, and she's really, she's really like fostering that relationship through the praise and worship and st- of like a really good band that's that's uh, involved in that. So, but, in, but she also, she just has this like, you know, she's, she's, she's loving the Lord. And my second daughter uh, is more involved in the Catholic component of that. They have a Catholic praise and worship night and she's one of the main singers in it. And she's dating a, uh, a really good, really good guy, like a God, a God loving Guy and they have conversations about God in their relationship, and um, you know, communicating their their individual and collective expectations. You know, like what what they what they want, what they're hoping for. Um, and then my my uh, high school age daughter um, is just uh, same thing. I mean, she participates in in her the youth ministry at our church every week. She has a great Incredible community of friends that support each other and love each other and uh, hold each other accountable. So, I, you know, like I'm, I step back from that and I'm like, oh,
0: thank God, you know, like
1: there's just such a, there's such a sigh of relief because um, I haven't had to fret about that, you know, like I'm, I'm really grateful the way that God has revealed himself to my kids and, And I think like, wow, all taking them on all those retreats, you know, sending them to Steubenville retreats and being a part of the core team and being able to walk with them, you know, like uh, in that youth ministry uh, journey and the Catholic youth summer camps and all like all these dynamic events that that I've kind of made them go to creation festival concerts and things like that, where they're like. They can go to these things and see that a lived relationship with the Lord is not a weird, is not a weird thing at all. In fact, it can be a completely life-giving, normal thing. And I think that the Lord has helped that to take root in their hearts. To you know, and they, who knows what the what two years or five years or whatever it might bring down the road? But I'm just really grateful in this moment to witness that in my kids. I'm super grateful about that. And that's all I have to say about that. So says Forrest Gump.
0: Yeah, that's good. Well, it, it, what, what what's striking me about it is, um, you know, you sort of peppered in a lot of really good experiences for your kids along the way. And, you know, you're, you're tending a garden and, yeah. and now there's real fruit coming. And maturity. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's a credit to you and Becky, because you guys really have invested a lot of time over the years in making these experiences happen for them, you know. Um, and, and those are all, I mean, those are blessings. I mean, the, the blessings of God that that you had, that you made those commitments, that, they, that you felt inspired to do such things over the years, you know. So. And I just wanted to say also that Those things that, you know,
1: like I would love to say that every time we took them to, a, a, you know, like a a youth group night or every time we drove them to their to, you know, two hours away to a conference or a retreat or every time we took the trip to, you know, the middle of Pennsylvania for creation festival concert to camp out to all 10 of us, like that it was joyous from beginning to end. And the truth is, it's not like. Yeah, that commitment you're talking about to those things does come with a certain amount of sacrifice, like that we experienced as parents, or that we had to endure a certain amount of like uh like hardship that you have to endure for those experiences to really happen or to take root. So it's you know, it's amazing that the 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 blessing that I'm experiencing or the gratitude I'm experiencing does come with a certain amount of sacrifice like there's sacrifice involved in that but but the sacrifice in the in the moment seems probably like this sucks but then the gratitude i'm experiencing as the, with the fruit of it is like oh, okay it yeah. was worth it
0: well and that's it, what what you're saying it makes me think about it, it kind of gets into kind of what i'm trying to think through about the, the simple things, the little things, because, because you know, I would say over, you know, the 26 plus years, you know, 26 and a half years, well, it's not quite a half, but yeah, that Lynn and I have been married and raising a family, you know, there were just lots of things that we, that we felt were important, little things, you know, eating meals together, uh, praying as a family at night, Lots of time reading books with kids or watching movies together or uh, throwing the ball. These are the kind of things I'm kind of hinting at. Like these are like little simple little goods, little blessings that at the time it feels, it can feel like a chore. It's like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. And and yet as the years pass and time goes on, you're like, these are really important things. Like these are the things of which a joy-filled, happy life are comprised Mm. i wish i didn't actually at the time see it as a chore before Mm. like i wish i had recognized how much value there is in going outside because i would have done it more often even you know what i mean or i would have had a better disposition instead of sort of like you know one of my sons coming to me and saying hey dad you want to go kick the soccer ball in the backyard i'm like yeah sure you know um at the moment you know, it, it seems like, oh, it's kind of a chore, but not realizing God's sitting there saying, oh, no, 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 this is a really good thing. Like, you should get excited about this. Like, you should be rejoicing because I'm right there. Like, this is a beautiful moment and you're missing it because you're yeah. worried about, well, I've got these weeds I got to pull out of my yard and, and I'm going to be cutting into that my my yard time on this Saturday because Seth wants to go and kick the soccer ball in the backyard you know, but now I'm like, you know, these are these are like not to be kind of cliche and cute, but these are precious moments, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, they really are. And, uh, you know, there's different things like right now, lately, just it's it doesn't seem like anything. But Seth really wants to spend time. He We just finished the entire five seasons of Star Wars Rebels. I told him, I said, I haven't spent this much time watching TV since I was a kid, you know. And then Joe wants to watch, you know, Game of Thrones. We're watching the sanitized version of it, (laughs) and I'm like, you know, and for me, it's like it ain't about the show. Yeah, it's not about the show. I mean, the shows, the shows, right? You know, Rebels got better, and you know, the Game of Thrones is a pretty good show. It's, it, it, there's some good writing in it. It's fascinating, and Joe's at this age where. He just has all these philosophical and ethical questions, and Game of Thrones has become the excuse to have those conversations because it mm-hmm. it raises so many questions. But for me, it's not about the show, it it you know that I'm watching with them. It's about sitting there and spending time with them, knowing that someday, when Seth is my age, he's going to remember that we spent this entire year. Going through this show and talking about it, talking about the characters, talking about the decisions they had to make, and and he's going to have a good feeling and he's going to be grateful for the time that we had, and I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to think back. It's like, do you remember when we spent that whole year watching, you know, all five seasons of Rebels? Mm-hmm. You know, um, not that that show in and of itself is a big deal, but the time together, the sense of connection, the memory made that that's a huge blessing and it's a simple thing yeah it's just a simple little thing well i think um, i think that uh
1: it's it, you know what i'm what i'm thinking about is doing and being like i think that when when i get caught up in doing things you know like i got to do this stuff around the house or i got to you know there's a task list there's a to do list there's um you know
0: we need a to be list.
1: Well, right. I mean, in a in a way, that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. Like what you're talking about, it's the same thing with us. I will sit and watch, we're watching Ahsoka, you know, me and my two boys. And it's like we don't we're not talking. We're not um we're not even talking necessarily. We'll talk like briefly, like, oh that was a really good episode, or would you you know, this part was awesome but it's just being together, you know, like just there's, I don't know, kind of, it's an unspoken sort of thing. And then, you know, like, and then after the episode, we go up and we'll pray, you know, like before they go to bed, we'll just pray together. And, um, and I think that's kind of what the Lord, that those are the moments I, I feel like where the gratitude comes in is whenever it's the gratitude hardly ever comes whenever I'm spending my time doing things, the gratitude, the gratitude comes whenever I make that time to just be, you know, like where I'm not, I'm not producing, I'm not completing something. I'm just in the present. Like I'm just in that moment and I'm not even solving a problem or I'm not like, yeah, I'm just either listening or, um, being silent, you know, I, I th- we talked earlier, but it makes me think of uh, when, when I lived in Denver, we did, uh, Becky and I did like 15 of the 14er, like the 14,000 foot peaks. And sometimes in the midst. Second, you
0: did 15
1: of the 14? 15 of the 14, 15 14ers. So, yeah. <laughs> and all the 14ers. All <laughs> playing
0: with. With the no, I, yeah, it's confusing. It sounded like you should have said you did 14 of the 15ers. But, I sh- but no, that wouldn't be right. So in other words, there's... Oh, there's like
1: 50-some 14,000-foot peaks. I know.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> I'm,
1: just, <laughs> I'm just messing with You're you. You're confused. Go on, sorry. So, yeah. No, row. that's all right. But uh, each of those has... Each of those... Um, it's easy to, to be... Because they can be grueling. You know, there's a lot of sacrifice to get to to get to get the payoff, which is always this incredible vista. This, you know, you're at the top of the world. And in that moment, you know, it can be the, the grueling part can lead you to just be like, you know, look ahead. Look, okay, where am I at now? Where am I at now? And trying to get to the peak. Trying to get to the peak. And meanwhile... There can be incredible beauty all around that I'm missing. And the, this is another maybe a little bit of a gratitude for me is having my hiking with my kids who can't go more than, you know, maybe three, four miles tops. And it, it, it can't be that hard because they, they'll just, <laughs> it, it'll be a miserable situation because they're just crying and I'm so tired and all that stuff but on a, on a regular hike where we can all sort of go at the pace of the youngest kid it forces me to just really immerse myself in the in God's beauty of creation like our one daughter you know just because they're just looking at the ground in front of them and she she saw one of those little orange spotted newts that we have here in Pennsylvania and i i never would have noticed it you know uh, because i'm looking ahead, looking, you know, like thinking about things. And she had everybody, oh my gosh, she found it, you know, and we're like playing with it and they're holding it. And it's this cool little orange salamander looking type thing. And there was just such a beauty and a gratefulness of that. Like, wow, that is really cool. That's really neat. And then the rest of that hike was like, I would see lichen growing off of a tree, you know, and just be like man that's a really cool pattern or that's casting some really cool shadow anyway it did it just made me very grateful for the just the beauty that god is like wanting me to see in those little those
0: little moments it something you said a minute ago sort of jogged this thought in my in my head that about memory like i can look back in my life and i i really honestly remember very few of the doings of my days like almost none of them but i but but i do remember the times when i'm with people i love and care about you know those are the things that you remember and and i don't think that that's because it was intentional i just think it's actually the thing that our minds naturally hang on to because i do think that the idea of being as opposed to doing you know being when you're when you're in a moment of being you're present and um, attentive and conscientious of that moment and and it 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 tends to embed itself i think in our in our memories and it tends to come with a lot of happy feeling and and then you know endorphins and things whereas usually when we're busy doing you know we're stressed out we're anxious, and we're moving through the moments quickly and mindlessly because we're trying to get somewhere. And you know, I, I realize it's not—it's not, it's not um, possible to just sit around and do nothing. I mean, we, we have to do things. But I do—I I think one of the things the saints teach us is that the, you know, the saints that enter into the unitive way are able to live in a in almost a perpetual state of contemplative prayer. And I always wonder what that meant, but I think it's what's happened is that they, their desire and their sense of connection to God is so great that they're just always conscientious and present to Him, and therefore they see God in everything that's going on around them,
2: mm.
0: within them, uh, and and so their their mind where their attention is is on God, mm. and God is always present. God isn't a past thing; He's not a future thing; He's a now thing. Mm. And so life becomes so much more enjoyable and because it's filled with gratitude. And gratitude, like I said before, is joy. Because we're always then, at every moment, in possession of the greatest good. Because God is in all things. He's He permeates everything. And He's present in everything. I mean, obviously not sin, but, but everything else, everything that is, he's He's present to us through that. And He's blessing us and He's loving us. Even in things that are hard, you know, I you know, things I like I only I, I, I wanted to tell a story of a, a moment where I was in great anguish but yet very aware of just a tremendous amount of love and, and blessing that was being poured into me and it was when I was you know, I had my back injury and I was, you know, laid out for a few months and I was in excruciating pain. I mean I was pumping as many painkillers, you know, I could, like it was Advil. I didn't want to go on any kind of like, you know uh, addictive substance, but I was pumping Advil like crazy, and it did almost, like, I mean, it took a little bit of the edge off, so I go to the bathroom, but I mean, I was in so much pain, constantly, but, and and Seth had to, like, Seth was being homeschooled, and so it just kind of became his job for, um, you know, to make breakfast and, and my lunch, because I couldn't do it myself. But the thing that was so cool about it is that he didn't just slap something together carelessly. Like every single plate full of food every day for that two and a half months or three months that I was on my back was like a work of art. It really was like he'd make these omelets for me and he would they were perfect. And he would lay out the other side things and the little sour cream and all this stuff. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. But the thing was, is I in that moment of excruciating pain, my heart was rejoicing. Because, A, first of all, I just felt so loved by him. Hmm. And I felt loved by God through him. Like, God was really taking care of me through this kind of, like, filial love of my own child, who somehow didn't ever feel resentful. Every once in a while now, it's funny, because when he wants something, he'll say to me, (laughs) well, you know, I made a lot of meals for you when you were on your back. Wow, that's great. But... You know, so it's not like he's forgotten the sacrifice that he made, but he made that sacrifice truly as a 12 year old boy, as joyfully as any 12 year old boy could. And I felt bad on the one hand when I, when I was in self pity mode, thinking, oh my God, I feel terrible. That shouldn't be this way. But, but there were other moments where I was like, you know, I just was really rejoicing and thanking God for this blessing of a son who was serving in this manner. And realizing that God was with me in and through him in that moment, putting on his heart the grace to be, you know, a a really, really loving and affectionate boy. Hmm. And and so, again, it's just like one of these things where even in the midst of when we're suffering and we're going through crap that sucks and we all have those moments and some people, God is still there. And depending on how we are attentive to things and see things and pay attention, there are moments for gratitude and moments to rejoice because God is still present, loving us, blessing us. You know, I remember I would go and I, I had this, like, um, gravity chair which helped relieve the pain. So I, it was really sunny in the fall. So I'd go outside on the deck or, on the you know, on the back porch and I would lay there in the sun. And I, and, and, you know, I'd see the birds or the sky be really blue. You know, I'd be, you know, looking up at the sky. And I just remember thinking it was the nicest fall that I had ever experienced. It was like days upon days upon days of 65, 75 degree weather, perfect sunshine, perfectly blue skies for weeks. Mm. And I would sit outside thinking, you know, It could be a really sucky fall right now, pouring rain, blustering winds, and I'm trapped in the house. But for some reason, this weather is beautiful and I get to sit outside and I just kind of bask in the sun, sometimes hours on end, you know, looking out, watching the birds on the bird feeder. Like there were plenty of things to put my attention on that were just truly good while I was going through probably the most painful experience I hope I ever have to live through. Um, At least physically. Well, I don't want to live through anything that sucks. (laughs) But if I have to, you know, uh, I have to. But I was, I guess, you know, looking back on that, I can even just, I can even rejoice and thank God that, you know, for whatever reason, I had to go through that experience or I I had to grow from that experience. I'm not sure I had to go through it, but Mm. I had to grow from it. And I think part of, you know, Part of the lesson for me and all of that was just all the ways I learned to appreciate. Because I was going, I was going nowhere fast. Like I was, it, he just had to slow me down and, and bring all my activity to almost a halt, and say, "Where, what, where are you? Like, what is this all about? Like, where are you going hmm. in such a hurry? Like, you're missing everything." So I'm just gonna put you on your back. And I'm going to put you in a lot of pain because it's going to make you really pay attention. Because you're going to have to pay attention to all the wonderful things that are going on around you. Uh, because you're gonna you're gonna to want to pay attention to those things. Because otherwise, you're just going to be paying attention to how bad your leg hurts you know, from your yeah. sciatic nerve. Your... But it was a real lesson to me, you know, like how important it is to to not get all caught up in the drama of life or all caught up in all the things that we think are going wrong. And all things are bad, but as we move through moments like that when things aren't going the way we want them to, to realize that um, the reality of reality around us hasn't, hasn't really changed. Right. You know, the sun still rises. Yeah. The sky is still blue. The grass is green. <coughs> the birds still tw- chirp and sing. Um, my wife still loves me. You know, all these things are happening, and uh, um, my son you know, is showing the face of God to me. And, and and you know, and so I can't sit here and feel sorry for myself. Hmm. I have to rejoice and praise the Lord and give thanks for all these amazing things. But here's the hard part. The hard part is, is when I got better, to keep doing that. Oh, for sure. Or keep yeah. doing that. Get up every day and just look around and pay attention to all the different sacraments of God's love. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, it's way easier to to have forced gratitude <laughs> where it's like, you, you're like, uh, there's nothing else I can do, I guess, except be, you know, like it, I mean your story and I shared my story last time r- real briefly. Yeah. The story of losing everything in a foreign country could be a very harrowing and like uh, n- panic inducing kind of experience. But what we ended up experiencing was really gratitude, like a lot of, strangely, a lot of peace and gratitude because of the things you said. Like, I'm here with my wife. We're we're in a paradise kind of setting, you know. the The sun, the the water is beautiful, crystal clear. You know, like, <clears throat> yeah it it was uh, it was it was worth taking the time to pray together, Becky and I, to, to be reminded of the grad, like really, that's what we had to do. Like we did, we prayed, we prayed a lot together. Like, okay, these are the things that we can be grateful for and and really rejoice in them. Like we're alive. First of all, you know, um, we have kids like it, it was, it was a joy for me in a weird way to be able to work with Flora to like, (laughs) like to, to see her in like real, sort of like emergency problem-solving mode, like getting the emails, like finding the things that we needed to be able to build the circumstantial case to get us out of the country. Like she was really quite a hero in that, which was amazing. Like, um, she can say that, like she can tell that story to all of her friends. Like I was able to get my dad and mom out of the, out of (laughs) a foreign country. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is really, I had tongue surgery last year, you know, which, um, I couldn't. I couldn't. Eat. It was the mo- similar to your back. Like it was the most painful thing I've ever experienced in my life. Like swallowing uh, was painful. Couldn't talk. Uh, couldn't eat or drink things without experiencing and severe
2: pain. And you tore your bicep. And I tore my bicep. Twenty twenty three
1: is just was an amazing year. Crazy. It's been a lot of forced gratitude. Like the Lord is <laughs> like, okay, are you gonna stop and just smell the roses? Are you gonna stop and really like? And like I can appreciate honestly... the small things that I'm blessing you with, like being able to taste things, like rediscovering how awesome eating food is, like the taste of it, you know, because there was there was like six weeks where I really couldn't do that, you know, and and that but you're but you're what you said is so important whenever that comes back, like to not take that for granted. Like how do you do that? Because man, that rushes in so quickly. The the, the yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, the complacency.
0: Well, you've also had your, you also tore your bicep. But I can also, I can testify to the fact that you, you really, um, moved through all of those experiences with a really, you know, pretty good attitude about it. You, you weren't wallowing too much in self pity. There's a few moments, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you were, yeah. you were definitely, um, taking it with a, with a lighter heart, you know. But yeah, you're right. I mean, God, yeah. Tasting. Yeah. How often do you appreciate and give thanks to God that you can taste oh, savory, gosh. tasty yeah. food or, yeah. or, or, you know, um, use your arm to lift something up? Yes. You know, I again, I think sometimes God, you know, allows these things in our lives, these challenges to happen, you know, because they give us this opportunity to really appreciate the, the little things in life of which our life is really comprised and the things that really matter to us mm-hmm. when we're so distracted by things that are really, in the end, inconsequential. I mean, so I do want to hear for you,
1: like, what's right now? What's the small, small thing that that you're feeling a lot of gratitude about? I know I'm putting you on the spot.
2: Well,
0: I mean, I think I already kind of named it, but I, 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 I mean, there's a couple, there's a few things that are really that are really good right now. First of all, I mean, Lynn and I are, are just in a, I think, in, in a really good place, like there's just a, I, I, there's been a deepening um, of our of our friendship and, our, and, and and I'm just I'm so grateful for that you know um, and uh, but but this time I'm spending with the boys right now I mean I, I realize I mean I, I want to do I want to diversify the activities that I have with them but right now like the way I see it is you know they know I'm a moral theologian. And uh, they want me to watch the show because I guess growing up with me as their dad, they've just learned how to pay attention to the moral drama of a story. And I can tell that I, you know, Seth, like, like he li- he liked the Clone Wars when they came out, but he was so little, he didn't understand. He went watched them again. He's like, Dad, that's like really adult stuff. That that show is not for kids. I'm like, No, it's really not. You thought it was all about just lasers and, but it, it's serious. Mm. and so then he started watching rebels with a different more mature eye and he was watching the rite of passage in the coming of age of elijah bridger Br- 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 what's the name Br- uh, Eli- uh elijah bridger and uh you Is know this Spring? young. yeah he's this young jedi you know and it's kind of jedi orders kind of collapsed and mm. there's no more jedis around but there's a few here and there and and they're they're part of the Rebel Alliance that that eventually you know defeats the uh, the Empire. But but the story is really a coming of age story about how he goes from being a kind of disenfranchised little boy who lost his parents and and uh, is trying to find his way, and he's bitter and angry, kind of like the little drummer boy in that <laughs> Christmas story. <laughs> I used to get so traumatized by that show. But anyway, um, but it's how he learns responsibility, how he learns to be a man and a person who gives us himself to others. And, 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 and I, I could tell that Seth was just really taken by the narrative arc of this kid's, he's dad, I really want you to watch this. And, and so I, I've sat through five seasons in the last, I don't know, six or seven months, um, of, you know, two to three seasons or, uh, episodes mm. on any given night that we have time to sit down and watch, you know, usually two, but but the thing is, is that it was, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, in some ways, a connection with him is, is him wanting to to somehow share in the life that is m- properly mine. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a moral theologian and I'm always thinking about these things. But at the same time, I'm watching my son like reflect upon his own life and, and what he cares about and where he wants to go with his life. And this character in this story is giving, is, is indicating a way for him to do that. So that's just like, I, 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 every time he's like an episode with a question mark, he asks me that's awesome. I'm like, absolutely, I have time tonight. You know, and it's the same thing. Joe is facing the real world. He's starting to come to terms with the evil. And so he's watching Game of Thrones and he's seeing like, like dad, like, was that right what that character did in the Mm -hmm. story? And then, and to be able to talk that through with him. It's really him figuring out how to navigate the real world. Um, so, yeah. I kind of, it's kind of emotional, but those are two, like, mm. I'm cherishing every minute of that time with them. So, and then Brielle is engaged and uh, watching their love mature and grow. Uh, uh, Tyree, her, her fiance, has been on this faith journey and he's so hungry right now for uh, for God and for the faith. And he wasn't always like that.
2: Mm.
0: And, and I can, um, I can see that my daughter, not alone. I mean, he's had some really, his mother's amazing. He's had some great coaches in his life mm. who have really, you know, uh, led him and walked with him and helped him through some rough spots. But in a, in, in a, in a way, uh, at this moment of his life, my daughter is, been instrumental in helping him find God in a deeper way, and their their relationship is kind of coming together around that piece. I mean, you know, I'm doing cartwheels. Mm, yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, those <laughs> those are the, you know, those are the precious moments. And you know, to be honest, I'm running a nonprofit business right now, and I could be utterly consumed with um, all of the details of the day to day. But I just choose not to be yeah. like, I, I I, mean, you know, you know, I carry the burden of trying to make all the, the you know, the, the trains run to make this thing go. But but the bottom line is, is like, I just I'm at this point where it's like, you know, what, I'm not going to I don't want to live just consumed and worried about preambula group. Yeah, like like that's just not the Lord. You know, there's times and moments. And, and for me, in the work, it's it's the people that we're touching. That's the part that, that I, I care about. For uh, sure. It's, it's not whether or not, you know. That's the little joy that, that I get to you experience. Know, bill got paid on time or whatever. <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, you know, yeah, to answer your question, those are the things that are going on right now that are just like priceless for me. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, I just, if, if only I could, you know, I just want to stay in that, place of attentiveness
1: you know? <laughs> yes. if I
0: can spend the rest of my life you know being focused on these things as I think God has helped me to be in this in this more recent time that well, would be a good thing
1: yeah I think that uh, you know and um, this will be probably my last thoughts but a couple of things one I don't think it has to be an either or proposition you know I think that I've learned in my life uh, the integration between being and doing can happen constantly. Like it, in other words, you can be being and doing at the same time. You know, like uh, it's difficult and it requires a lot of um, requires a lot of effort on your part to integrate those two things. But I do think it can be possible to do. Like I don't, I I think, and it, like you sort of said it in the in the work at Preambula. Like we can be doing the work while being attentive to to the the little the little moments of beauty and and gratitude of like seeing somebody come alive for the first time, you know, and and the joy that they get to experience from that, like, you know. So I think that there there are ways that, that I'm discovering that I can integrate those two things. I can I can be being and doing sort of simul, simultaneously. Yeah. And, well, and then. And that's an awesome thing. The other and
0: really quick. I mean, yeah, that's just yeah. the secret of the saints, right there. What you just said, because they just they they're recollected and then they're in a contemplative stance as they go about whatever it is that God's asked them to do. Yeah. And the second thing,
1: before I forget, because yeah, yeah, that's ahead. a great point. But the second thing is, um, oh, it keeps coming in and out of my brain. Uh, oh, just community, like having, you know, whether it's Becky. Um, in sharing, like sharing these kinds of moments with her or like being able to share these moments with you, just having somebody to like share that joy with, share those moments of gratitude, share those little things that just like, yeah, that make you make you come alive a little bit or make you feel that sense of awe and wonder. Um, it's imp- it's so important to be able to to have that and to have people be like, To help you realize where God is moving in those little moments and not always be stuck in the like, ugh, life sucks kind of mode, you know, and woe is me, look at all the terrible things that are, not to to minimize those things, I'm not saying that, but to also help you to be like, well, where's God? Where's God in that? Like, where is God in those little kind of moments? I think that's super important.
0: Yeah. Amen. I think that's a wrap. Wow.
1: I love love talking about
0: good things, joyful (laughs) things. So we should probably (laughs) do it every other (laughs) episode. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) right, right. All right, man. No, it's good. Yeah, all right. Well, I hope all of you listening enjoyed that conversation. And again, just uh, please uh, share this podcast with other people. Don't Uh, be afraid. Don't be afraid. You know how to do that. Yeah. It's a click here, a click there. there. Yeah. 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 You know. But uh, anyhow, we really... Appreciate those of you who are listening. And uh, remember that we we always have some great experiences that Preambio Group's offering. So check out our events calendar on our website at uh, preambio.org so that you can uh, jump into one of our experiences and meet great, wonderful people that are on this road to glory with Jesus. Well, I appreciate you, man. I'm
1: grateful for you. Thanks.
0: All right. Awesome. All right. The Wise Guys Podcast is a production of Preambula Group, a Catholic ministry dedicated to helping you thrive in the heart of Jesus. Visit us on the web at preambula.org and
2: follow us on social media.